0: the adventure jogger a podcast about trail and ultra running meet fascinating runners from the front middle and back of the pack sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running running should be fun and so should running podcasts I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Adventure Jogger. Jeff Stafford hanging out in my kitchen. Howdy, folks. Drinking my good bourbon. Yeah. But that's the bourbon you bought me, so... Yeah. (laughs) So you're really kind of drinking your own... I get a sip or two. Your own own Christmas gift. But as we continue on this series, we decided that we're going to start 2022 off with a series of podcasts designed to help you have your best year of running in 2022 to hit that PR finally to go that distance you didn't think you could go before to achieve that balance between running and your life basically look back when we when we get to December of 2022 you can go you know what this is my best year to go
1: where no man has ever gone before
0: exactly your best year of running ever a huge piece of the ultra marathon puzzle is nutrition. If you can put that puzzle together, you can go farther and faster than you ever thought you can imagine. Is there a way to beat the bonk? That is what we're going to find out all the way from the great state of Montana. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist. She's also an ultra runner. Julie Shob joins us on the Adventure Jogger. Welcome, Julie.
2: Hi, Ryan. Hi, Jeff. Thanks hey, for how you having doing? me.
0: So this is a big part. I mean, this is, I think, probably the piece of the puzzle most runners are missing when it comes to the complete ultra-marathon success story is that nutrition. You know, people will hire a coach, they'll do the workouts, but when it comes to race day, there's just that one thing that 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 stops them from, you know, achieving their goal, and that is falling all apart not being able to go any further hitting that massive wall and not being able to break through it and i think that nutrition piece of the puzzle is so big julie so thank you for for joining us and hopefully shedding some light on the subject and and a common theme in these episodes has been we all know everybody is an experiment of one and so what works for some people is not going to work for others but hopefully People are inspired by what they hear on this episode to try something that maybe will get them closer to to solving that puzzle. Step that away is from the pop tart. Well, maybe they don't need to or, step away from don't. the pop tart, or step closer to the pop tart. Whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, what about you? Let's talk about first off your adventure into ultra running. How did you find the sport, and 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 what makes you love it so much?
2: Oh, I'm excited to share. I love ultra running, but um, you made my heart rate go up a little bit when you were talking about how important nutrition is. I'm like, oh, man, this is a really important topic.
0: Yeah, of <laughs> course. It's, it's, it's huge. It's a big, and it is, as yes, a registered dietitian well, no, 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 and nutritionist. You said that wrong. Huge. It's huge. huge. This is huge. huge. And I'm sure that's that's kind of what you do for a living. So we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, and allow you to 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 dispense some knowledge and to, and to blow some people's minds. But first of all, your kind of running story. how did you how did you find the sport of ultra background? Yeah,
2: sure. yeah, thanks for asking. Um I've been a runner most of my life. Um, I decided to do long distance running in college when I decided to quit track and field. Mm-hmm. so I wanted to um, stay in shape, and so I signed up for a road marathon. And kind of liked it, you know, got done and was like, I'm not sure I'm going to do that again. And then, of course, we all do it again. Oh, I'm
1: going that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, And my husband was actually the first one of the two of us to break into the ultra world. So I watched him run a 50 mile race, uh, you know, pretty new to the sport. And we just love the atmosphere, like how laid back it was but also, you know, there's still this, this really friendly camaraderie and competition as well. And just really got into the scene mostly through my husband. So mm-hmm. he's done way more races than I have 50 Ks, 50 milers and a couple of 100s. And so I like to go and crew him and pace him often, uh, at all of his 100 mile races, I usually do about 30 miles with him. Um, but yeah, and then of course I sprinkle in my own my own races in there too. So yeah, and I just love trail and being out in the mountains. Like I think so many of us feel that way. We just feel like, I feel like I find my best self mm-hmm. when I'm outside running for a long period of time. So I just really kind of seek that out.
0: Well, and let's be honest, you live in heaven. I mean, how can yeah, you not be an ultra runner? Close. Well, runner heaven. Yeah, how can Mountains. you? How can you not? It's like... not meth heaven, you know, right? It's like... you, you live in Montana. <laughs> I mean, it's it's big sky country. It's a beautiful. Just this untamed wilderness, and I think every time people think of Montana, well, now they think of Yellowstone. They think right. of Kevin Costner killing somebody. Rip's going to be there. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or, yeah. Rip's going to work at the aid station, but no. It's, so I, I can see how it would just kind of kind of draw you in. Have you always worked as a registered dietitian and nutritionist, or is this something that came about as you started running?
2: Yeah, I have been a dietitian for over ten years, for twelve years actually. Mm-hmm. Um, And I've dabbled in a a number of different um, specialties. So uh, through a series of events, I decided to start my own practice just in last year, 2021. And um, I got that right, right? It's 2022.
0: It is. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) Okay. Everyone's still writing (laughs) 2021 on their checks. It's all
1: a blur (laughs) since March of 2019, (laughs) I'm telling you.
2: I feel like I'm stuck, (laughs) Uh, you know, I, okay. Anyway. So yes, I just started my own practice last year. Um, so I'm pretty new in like running my own business, Mm -hmm. but it was actually attending a mountain race that, um, I was not able to participate in myself, but I had quite a few friends running at it. Um, 11 to be exact. And six out of, yeah, six out of the 11 friends, it had nutrition problems at their race yeah and four out of the six didn't finish because of it and the other two either finished significantly slower or the other one was just like miserable at the yeah. end. yeah So um, it really kind of just like sprung this idea like I love running. I've been a runner for a long time. I have my nutrition background and I want to help ultra runners run their best race and and to me i talk to my friends and like to me i just see these big gaping holes in their nutrition plan when they're racing and it's maybe not so obvious to them but when i'm listening to them i'm like oh okay i feel like there's some areas here that we could help you improve and that we could work on um and so yeah it is a it is a puzzle and it is trying to figure out what piece is missing, or what you can add in, or what you maybe need to take away—something like that. So, yeah, that's kind of how I fell into this this role.
0: All right, Julie, you've got a chunk of ultra runners listening to this as they're enjoying their miles <laughs> in, in the morning, or afternoon, or evening, um, looking for some answers. It's time to be real. You drop the bedside manner. We need we need this. To, you know, we, sometimes we need to hear it uh, you, you, in, in a hard way. What is the mistake that is most common that most of us are making when it comes to our nutrition? <laughs>
2: um, for okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna ask more for more specifics. What's the biggest mistake when racing?
0: Yes, let's go is with racing. Let's start with racing. Let's do the race. We're racing. Okay. We're miserable. We're, but you see this so often. You're like people, people, people. Why are you doing this? Like, what happened? <laughs>
2: underfueling not not eating enough
0: so when you say underfueling and I, and and I know that the numbers are different based on weight how much do you think the average ultra runner is underfueling is it slightly is it massively like are we getting it way wrong yeah
2: that's a good question so the recommendation for how much Carb to consume we like to base our recommendations off of carbohydrate because that's yeah. what is easy for our body to digest yeah. and gives us that quick energy uh, the the recommendations range from anywhere between 30 grams up to 90 grams of carb per hour depending on how long your race might be whether it's a 50k or whether it's a 200 plus mile run. Right. So, and then it's really dependent based off of each individual too. a oh, larger yeah. runner in a bigger body probably needs more and a, a smaller runner in and in a smaller size body probably needs less, but that's, but even that can't really, you can't really say that in and of itself because everybody's body and metabolism is so different. Right. But a general a general rule of thumb, where I like to start my clients is we aim for about sixty grams of carb per hour. And a lot of times people are 40, 30, maybe 20. The uh, people yeah. that are really, really <clears throat> getting themselves into trouble are under that 20 grams
1: here's, per hour. Here's here's why I'm guilty of this. I'll I'll fess up. I'll do uh, let's say I'll go to Frozen Head State Park, mm-hmm. which yeah. is where they run the Barkley race. But it's big hills, big hills out there. So, and then they have a thing called the Barkley Challenge Loop. It's a 20, 21 mile ish loop with a lot of climbing. I mean, a lot of climbing. Yeah, yeah. It's all on trail. Are you humble bragging but here? But is there a no, point no, no, to no, this? no, <laughs> no. No, I'm getting there. But, but you'll go run like this training run, you know, say it's a Say it's a twenty, a twenty-five, a thirty. What pick? You know, pick your long training run, whatever it is. And I think a lot of us don't train the way we should. And by that I mean, I can do that twenty-mile loop on one hundred fifty calories an hour. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But you, in reality, yeah, that's not the way you should be training. That you should be training the way you're going to race and maybe i should be 250 300 an hour
0: yeah because like i was going to ask you we you talking about carbs and i, I think trying try to translate that can we translate carbs into into calories to kind of give because i know like packets of sure. gels will say calories and stuff on it but what does 60 grams of carbs look like um yeah to, to get an idea so people know like oh okay that's what that looks like food wise
2: yeah. Great question. So an average gel, if we're going to go with a gel cause lots of people eat gels, usually they're around 20 to 25 grams of carb. Okay. Uh, if you're going to do a packet of let's say blocks, like the cliff shot blocks, mm-hmm. yeah. I believe a packets around 50, 55 grams. Yeah. Um, like a pack of honey chews, you're getting around 40 grams of carb per chew or, or sorry, per pack. And yeah. There's 10 chews in a pack. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to real food, cause there's lots of people that, you know, quote unquote, like to eat the real food and not the energy food. Um, that gets to be <laughs> harder for me <laughs> to ramble off. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, because, because the, uh, Those numbers can change and vary so much based based off of the variety of food that people consume while they're running. So in that situation, I would encourage people to either go online and Google, uh, use calorieking.com and Mm. and Google it. Or if they have a nutrition label, look at that, look at the serving size, how many calories, and then just look at total carbohydrates, however much the label says for, for total carbs.
0: All right, so kind of start with 60 grams and then train with that. And I think that kind of goes we'll back it up to to training. So many of us will go out on a 20-mile long run and be like, I don't have a couple sips yourself. of Gatorade. Literally starve yourself. I'm going to come bring a couple sips of Gatorade. That's all I'm going to need. Training, nutrition is not something that you just kind of save for race day and and, and have the idea like, "Ah, I'll figure it out." You got to train, train, like, train. You got to train your gut. You got to train, you got to train your nutrition as well, right?
2: Absolutely. Um, Yeah. The way. So one thing I work with my clients on is if you're training for an ultra marathon, if you're training to run 50 miles or 100 miles, then every single one of your training runs, most of them are probably going to be an hour or longer.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: Sometimes you might be have a shorter one and don't you don't necessarily have to worry about fueling for those. But if you are even running for an hour long, I encourage people to fuel on those shorter training runs. It gives you an opportunity to train your stomach, to consume food early on in a race, which is really important for ultra running. It helps you not get so far behind, which leads us into a lot of these issues. And then it also gives you a really great opportunity to try new fueling sources. So something that you maybe wouldn't try um, unless you were running four plus hours or two plus hours. Yeah. Like, I, hey, try that food on an hour-long run or a 90-minute-long run and see if you like it and see if it sits well. If see if it it's compatible, well, yeah. Then try it again in a smaller amount or maybe you just don't like it and then you know you don't eat that food. That's fine.
1: I'll tell you something I've recently discovered and, and I think Ryan or maybe our running buddy, Travis, turned us on and this was I actually like these spring energy gels. In particular, the ones that are about 240, 250 calories per. The speed are yeah. They're, they go down really easy. You don't have to have a lot of water to have with them, you know, and, and they, for me, they work really well, which is important because I think like a lot of runners, you get to that maybe 60 to 75 mile point in a 100 mile race. And all of a sudden these solid foods don't just seem very palatable at all. You're like, I no, I want something mushy or just <laughs> liquid nutrition or whatever.
0: For whatever reason, it, I mean, it, okay. It hits all of us. First of all, I want to correct you. It was me who turned you on to the speed nut. Okay. And I, I have I have to say this, Carrie Long was the one who introduced me to the speed nut. Oh. And he wants me to say he was the one who squeezed a speed nut in my nut mouth for the first time. I see. God damn it. I'm I'm not saying that again. I said it once. I won't say it again. Can we (laughs) quote you on that? (sighs) You just
2: like saying speed nut. That's a
0: quotable quote. No,
2: Kerry said
0: I had to say that on the podcast once and so now i've 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 got anyway anyway so yes so the, i like those two because they're 250 calories but it i really makes it like super easy
1: but and i they- think real food as long as you can tolerate it keep eating real food mm-hmm. for me that works really well
2: yeah i think as a i'm the registered dietitian that says don't there's no food rules there's no moral value right. to food so if a food um If a food works really well for you and it's a gel or a Pop-Tart, that's awesome. If a food works really well for you and it's a spring energy gel and um, a Slim gin, which I wouldn't probably put together, but I know people (laughs) eat those. Well, it's got sodium in it, so there's that. But, but like, hey, if that works well for you and your body and your palate, then keep going with it. That's great.
0: Here's why I love what Julie's saying. Experimental because, one, yeah, your are experimental one, and just to kind of play with that. But I, I love the practicing fueling on shorter runs, trying that eating while you're running, uh, getting your body used to, it, and just making it second like nature. You know, so often I think we're like, oh, I'll eat uh, one gel on my twenty mile run. run. I'm good, and then they wonder why you it can all do falls it. apart yeah. in a fifty miler. I think. Probably 50 K is the distance, the farthest distance you can go making every, every nutrition uh, mistake in the world and, and still not, make it and still make it. I think once you get past that, but distance, depending on the course, that's true. Unless I mean, you have a pretty, yeah, I mean, lots of
2: vert, then maybe not so much. <laughs>
0: exactly. I think a, a normal, you know, 50 uh, K with four, four K climbing. Uh, you can get through that with with some nutrition mistakes and, and not be and be okay, but no, totally, I, I, yeah, you can fly by. But I love this because why do we get into ultra running? Because it's a sport that encourages us to eat. We pay two hundred dollars right. to run a, get a, to a ultra marathon, and we can consume three hundred dollars worth of food. I get grilled cheese, <laughs> I get quesadillas, I get you know, you know, all these things. But to practice, yeah, really to,
2: good food,
0: yeah. But to practice in that, and and I like what you're saying too about there is no off limits on the food. I know some people, because it's, and and Julie, maybe this just drives you crazy. There's, there's all these trendy diets when it comes to running. Like you only need to eat huckleberries or, you know, you're only going to eat fat.
2: Organic soup or broth or whatever. Organic bone broth. Right.
0: right. Or, or whatever. And that, boy, that just, it seems to work for some people, but that seems to, make the puzzle no, even more complex you are unique when you're adding these really heavy restrictions into what you can take in
2: exactly yeah
1: if hot just- sauce on a cracker works for you then by god do the hot <laughs> sauce on a cracker
2: that'd be very impressive <laughs>
1: That might be the next mile, the hot sauce mile.
2: <laughs> actually, might have that on a list of things like to avoid? I have just the hot runs. sauce. But if somebody can handle that, then that.
0: <laughs> maybe our next. Uh, maybe to have the whoop ass mile. There you yeah, go. Yeah, we have we have some whoop ass <laughs> hot sauce in here. We can go ahead and, and, and try that. But let's talk. So we've talked about kind of that training, and even on those those hour long runs, you're saying let's try and consume. 60 grams of carbohydrates on that one hour run and just see how our body adapts to that. Correct.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And if you're, if you're starting from a smaller baseline, like lots of people, when they start working with me, they'll realize, Oh, I'm actually not consuming nearly as much food as I thought I was. Right. So like, Hey, okay. So if your average is 25 or 30 grams of carb, then let's slowly add on to that. We don't have to jump up to 60 grams right away. That's mm-hmm. probably gonna not sit very well in your stomach unless you have a stomach of steel, some people do. Um, but you, you know, you know, you can add five, 10, 15 grams at a time and slowly build up,
0: can that's you, how I recommend it. Can like. you train yourself to have a stomach of steel? Because I know there's some people that have really weak stomachs. Is there a way to kind of toughen up your stomach?
2: That is a wonderful question that I wish I knew the answer to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because you'd have a book and a million dollars, right?
2: Yeah. (laughs) I thought
1: I had a cast iron stomach for a while. Yeah. Until I ran Arkansas Traveler 100.
0: (sighs) Julie, what happened? And my infamous rice balls. Julie, he had. Yeah, what are these rice balls? Julie, he had this coach. That had to make these rice balls with egg and soy sauce in them. They're great. It's a great recipe. No, it's not a great recipe. No, it is. You threw it up all over the place. But well, the, that's because it was no. But the eggs were sitting out all day.
1: That wasn't his idea. That was yeah. mine,
0: by the way. Eggs, but it had it had
1: rice. Oh, that's stupid. It had a little bit of brown sugar in it. It had a little of, uh, I want to say organic. Yeah, I know type I think it was in it because you threw it up all over the side it of the trail.
0: But all these <laughs> I saw it, it had all these good things. I saw it coming out. <laughs> yeah,
1: projectile at mile fifty five. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> had it not I was been for the
2: hot, about these rice balls so had it not been for, for uh, the hot
1: sun, it was the I, I mean the fuel was was sound. It was it was good fuel.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds like maybe there were some storage issues. There so was. It was. They, they were would.
1: in the
0: hot sun all day. Yeah. Yeah. I I Julie does kinda... not recommend eggs for fueling for ultra marathons. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not good, Jeff. It's awful. Julie's not recommending. She's not writing her book in, in the winter. Putting eggs in, in there. the winter is fine. <laughs>
2: eggs are definitely not a protein source that I encourage people to try. While oh while come on,
0: running. come cheese. <laughs> All right. So a good base is starting off with that sixty sixty carbs sixty grams of carbs per hour. Um, is there there's a good source or is there a good resource, Julie, for you know like like Jeff and I both in this? We're not getting paid to say this we like to spring speed nuts. It's I two just shit. like it's 250 it. I mean, calories an hour. Like it's, it's real easy. Is there a place where you can go to find like, what does, what are the, what are the grams of carbs in that per hour? that is that usually going to be on the label?
2: It it might, oh, absolutely. It yep. might be.
0: I never looked at it.
2: Yeah. Yes. The, uh, energy food all has nutrition labels. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to look on the package itself. I do a lot of research, just going to websites. Cause mm-hmm. there's, so many companies out there that do energy food and they all legally have to provide their nutrition information for their food.
0: Is there a balance Julie, that you like between liquid nutrition and solid nutrition?
2: Great question. Yeah. Uh, I encourage people, especially early on in the race, because we tend to be able to tolerate solid food definitely more in the beginning. So uh, and I encourage people to try and go top heavy on their calories if they can Yeah. in the beginning half of a race. And then oftentimes we get to, you know, midway or 20 hours in or however long.
1: And it and goes downhill rapidly.
2: <laughs> What's that?
1: It goes downhill rapidly.
0: Because at you ate rice balls yeah. yeah. with egg in it. Right.
2: It becomes really hard to eat. Sometimes people forget to eat. Sometimes chewing and swallowing becomes difficult. Right. Um, you know, sometimes we get overheated and that makes it worse. Um, there's so many different factors, right, that cause us to to decrease our calorie intake, mm-hmm. um, especially later on in these ultra races. So switching over to a liquid form um is a great idea. So and I don't get paid to, to say this either, but I really love Hammer Nutrition's Perpetuum product. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great nutrition panel of calories, fat, protein, and carbs. Anyway, check it out if you haven't looked at it. I really encourage people to do that. Otherwise, like even a recovery drink, because you want to get some protein in your body as well with running these long distances. I was just going to ask you about protein. So, yeah, so protein is actually really important. And specifically, if your race has a lot of... Uh, vertical gain and loss. So if there's a lot of downhill running, there's like a ton of pounding, right, on your muscles. And there's when a lot your of quads are
1: screaming, so, yeah.
2: Yeah, it hurts. And so you want to be able to help re- actively repair them. And so consuming protein is important as well. So, so an insurer anyway, would be a, good, a good thing to have. Drinks. What's that?
1: So an insurer would be a good thing to have.
2: Yeah, there are people that drink insurer.
1: This guy see, right here. Yeah.
0: See. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He got.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so ensure um, a protein shake that has carbohydrates because, you know, sometimes you have those protein drinks that are really low in carbon. I would not recommend that. Um, uh, Recovery beverages are great things to consume later in a race. If you can get a smoothie from a crew member or something, try that um, with some protein in there as well. They're a slushy, a popsicle, like. Anything that is more liquidy to get some kind of calories in you is better than nothing.
0: Jeff likes the insure because he gets an AARP discount on them at Walmart.
2: (laughs) They are expensive.
0: Dark chocolate. (laughs) It's a dark chocolate insure. as Jeff is walking down the elderly aisle past the Depends. So we're talking
2: nutrition.
1: We're talking nutrition. But what plays into that heavily also, particularly in an ultra race, is hydration and electrolytes. So, yes. how do you how do you handle that? Some pe- some people do very well on just water, and I, I gotta believe that's probably because they're eating more of a balanced diet to start with. But other of us, uh, nah, maybe just water is not gonna cut it. Maybe we need something in that water. What are, you, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yes, hydration is so tricky, and it's really individualized right so we all have different sweat rates we all sweat sodium out at different rates um elevation affects hydration weather affects hydration humidity whether it's hot cold all of it right there's so so many things that go into this there are from the research that i've done there's kind of two different lines of thoughts when it comes to hydration there's the line of thought of like drink to thirst and that should Mm. be enough yeah And um, if you are craving salt, then eat something salty, have a pickle, uh, drink some pickle juice, take an electrolyte tap, you know, capsule or drink some, some kind of electrolyte beverage. Then there's another line of thought that's like, "Ah, I think maybe we should be a little bit more specific (laughs) and scientific about this. And so I try and fall somewhere with me working with my clients that try and fall somewhere in the middle of the two. Um, I think that we, we run into dehydration with ultra runners, but then we also run into what's called hyponatremia, which is where people will consume more water and then they're losing a lot of sodium through um, their sweat, but they're not consuming enough to replace it. So their their sodium level in their blood becomes quite low, mm-hmm. which can cause us to feel nauseated or lightheaded or dizzy. Oh, and yeah. in severe cases, it can be really bad for somebody. So um,
1: would it be so, bad? Let me, let me stop you right there. Would it be bad to pass out three times during a race? Yes, happen Jeff. is this happened to you? Yeah. When did this happen to you? The very first Barkley Fall Classic I did. You passed out 3 times. 3 times.
2: Did you fin- did you keep going? Yeah. Did you, you f- finish?
1: Yeah.
0: Wow, how is- did,
2: how were you after?
0: Uh, well, look where not, he is now. I mean, not, not, you know not, Julie, you're talking to him. Drinking <laughs> <him. laughs> <laughs> not, not not real good shape when I finished, but yeah, it was ugly. <laughs> very ugly. Had no idea who he was. Right. You know, was stumbling around that someone just thought, oh, that guy got out of the senior home. Right, <laughs> and they're, they're trying to trying to get Jeff back to the to the nursing home, but no. So 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 hydration is again it's that it's that balance. Is there yes. a? I, I know we talked earlier about about the carbs and sixty grams of carbs is kind of your base to start at and work. And, and if it's and, and you can tell if you need to add a little bit more, take a little bit away. Is there a hydration number for you? Where you kind of this is the base, and you can either start with this per hour and or see or you add or or, or subtract.
2: Yeah, definitely. There's a baseline that we kind of say, okay, where do you fall in from here? And if you're really an outlier, then maybe we should probably check this out a little bit more for you, but anywhere between 400 and 800 milliliters of fluid per hour. And then for sodium, um, what I recommend—remember, this is general recommendations—and if you have sure. specific questions, talk to a, a right. medical provider yeah. for you. But um, I would—I recommend about 500 milligrams of sodium per one liter of fluid that you're drinking, and that can come from any fuel source. So gels have sodium, chews right, have right, sodium. Right, right. They're pretty low in salt most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so consuming an electrolyte beverage can be very helpful. And then even taking like electrolyte capsules, that's actually what I prefer because yeah. I, I don't like the taste of electrolyte beverages, but yeah. a lot of people do. So I would do, um, I do electrolyte capsules okay. instead because you just pop them. Okay. You get them that way.
1: Julie, tell, tell me if I'm wrong here or on the wrong track, maybe. Most, most people... Get plenty of sodium. I mean, plenty of sodium on all the diets we have, you know, fast food, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. But I think where a lot of us fall short, particularly in ultra running, where electrolytes are very important, are magnesium, calcium, those types of electrolytes that generally we don't get enough of. I I think I read something recently where most people are deficit— Magnesium-wise, uh, 70% of the population are deficit of magnesium all the time.
0: All the time. Is that why you drink that milk of magnesia all yeah, the time? Yeah, that's what it is. That might be for
2: another reason. So I, I don't know.
1: But, you know, I think, I, I, you know, a lot of people, they, they they pound, literally pound the salt tablets. But I'm like, well, is it the salt or is it another electrolyte or electrolytes that we're really missing out on?
2: Jeff, that's a really good question. And I think one that we probably need more information about. Yeah. Um, To be honest, the the information that I've read really, really focuses on salt Mm -hmm. and well, sodium in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, And you do bring up a really good point that like the average American probably consumes a pretty high sodium content in their diet from day to day. Looking at our niche of runners, a lot of ultra runners do tend to eat more. uh, There's a huge wave of plant-based eating right now. Sure. Um, Lots of, and especially with COVID, lots of people are eating at home more and cooking more, which actually, like I would venture to say, maybe we have the opposite problem for a lot of our ultra runners in that our sodium content in our daily life, isn't actually that high, (laughs) um, but it can go, I think there's, I think there's probably like everything there's two ends of the spectrum with the salt, but I think you bring up a really good question about other electrolytes. And it's one that I don't have a lot of information about, and it's really the research really focuses on sodium because of that hyponatremia risk.
0: So is there a way to to, to is there, are there tell are there tell signs in the body Julie that that you're needing something when you're out racing and there's a deficit of salt is there a tell like they always say like if you pull into an aid station you kind of look over the the smorgasbord in front of you it's crusty with salt and if for some reason <laughs> your you, 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 your body seems to focus on the salty stuff is there something to that or is that just hokey pokey pseudoscience Both. <laughs> well here's, here's here's and I've told you this before I, I,
1: I this this kind of works for me before about a mile before an age station I'll I'll ask myself these questions if you were given any food at the age station would you prefer a hamburger a piece of cake or potato chips nice and you're like, well, I want the hamburger. Well, that means you probably need some protein. Or if you want the salt, well, you know, you need the you need the sodium. Or if you want the the cake, well, you need some some sugar for the energy. So that Dice. that kinda works for me, maybe not for everybody, but
0: Feel some... free to steal that, Julie, because no one listens to this podcast, so they're right. not gonna call you out and go, wait a minute, <laughs> she said. said, said... A jogger. <laughs> but <laughs> it's what you crave, you know. Is there right? is there something to that, Julie?
2: cravings are i think a mystery to us right I, yeah. so there's there's some infra- yeah there's some beliefs that exactly like to your point jeff like if you are craving potato chips it probably needs means that you need to eat more salt same thing with uh, if you're sweaty salter if you're like crusted with salt all right. over your body then some people, some line of thinking would say, oh, well, yeah, get some sodium. You but, need to eat more sodium. But maybe not. And then not. Other people would say, <laughs> no, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right. So it's really, yeah. I don't know if I'm giving you a great answer, but there, uh. there's both ways. I think it's best to do what you feel is right for your body. So in a way, I think I do kind of tend more to that craving. Like if you are, if you think you need something, you probably are right. Um, really believe in being, like, in tune with your body.
1: I'll, I'll say this in all honesty. I worked with a nutritionist for, I think it was about six to eight months. Was
0: this one of the gals on the Silver Singles cruise? No, no, okay. no, no. no, no. Okay.
1: no, I did work with a, a dietitian nutritionist for about six to eight months, and I did, in fact, see an improvement in my running. No, no doubt about it. Awesome. The thing is, uh, you... You have to realize everybody's an experimental one, like Ryan. The likes waitress at
0: Denny's does not count as a, as a, as a nutritionist.
1: <laughs> so for me, it's over I, my I hammy is not a plan. I'm, I'm, kind of I'm, kind of I'm kind of a numbers geek, and I kind of calculated it, for me calculated it out to about it was about a ten to twelve percent improvement overall in running, both in racing and training.
2: That's amazing, Jeff. What
1: was the biggest thing that you changed? Oh, it was it was a lot. I mean, I, I stuck to a pretty pretty rigid... Uh, when was this? Probably four or five years ago. Okay, all right.
0: But I mean, I... I, I feel like you left me out of that part I, of your life. I actually <laughs> ate...
1: I, feelings I ate proper, quote, you know, and ate the things that you should and veggies and balanced diet and all that. So if you're looking for that extra...
0: 10 to 15, maybe 20% for some people. It, give it a try. Now, I'll say Jeff is no longer on that plan. How many brownies did you have this evening? <laughs> um, a, a couple. <laughs> so, so Julie, there definitely is, I think Jeff just proved that. No, there, there is. There's, truth, there's something there's, to this. There is something to it. Um, but one thing I want to talk to you about is when you hit that wall, you know, for everyone, it's a yeah. it's, it's a different. You didn't feel right to begin with. Is are there things you can do to save your day from the dumpster when it comes to nutrition?
2: From the dumpster fire, uh, that's a good question. I would I would encourage a person to try and evaluate and see what's gone downhill. Like right. what, and that's what I always ask people when I ask them, "What's your biggest fueling problem?" And then they tell it to me and I always ask, why do you think it happens? Or what do you think causes that? And so if that, um, and then we dig a little deeper even to like, what caused that? What caused that? Right. Because that's going to get you down to your root issue. So um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're under fueled, if you're like, oh, I, I realized I accidentally didn't eat for the past two hours because right. I was just tired and I completely forgot, Oops. then Slow down and see how much calories you can get into your into your body. Slowing I, down and fueling is better than.
1: You know, I, I know out on my stuff. I know on my rice ball episode at mile fifty five of the Arkansas Traveler one hundred, when I projectile launched oh, and Ryan goes, that was awesome. <laughs> 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 so we get to the next aid station and i literally had to lay down and remain motionless for about i don't know 30 minutes probably and then ryan slowly bringing food to me try this eat this eat this we had to kind of rebuild back
0: yeah kind of kind of re- reset the stomach and and are, are there ways that you find to to do that i know for 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 jeff it was a lot of crackers it was a lot of just basic, simple foods food. to kind of rebuild that stomach and to get him moving again. What, what what do you find works for when it all when it's all on the side of the trail? When your buddy got Literally. a stupid <laughs> piece of advice from a dumb coach about eating eggs, eggs and eggs—that and, and, eggs that was and, not
1: his idea. I it, told it, you,
0: eggs in the middle of the summer, and he's just projectile vomited his whole stomach. How do you rebuild that stomach and start over again?
2: Yeah, I think you guys just explained it really well with that story. Um, Take down your intensity and start with a really bland, basic food. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that really, really that comes to my mind that oftentimes uh, contributes to these kind of big blow ups are when people get overheated and hot.
1: Oh, Um, yes. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. So. And which can be really hard to cool yourself down, right? Especially if you're away from an aid station, there's no water nearby. Um, but so once again, slowing down is important. If if you can um, wear a hat, put ice in your buff or your sleeves or get like a sun shirt on. Lay in um, a creek. Yeah, lie in a creek. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, because heat really does make make these issues significantly worse.
0: It's so interesting that, you know, you you, you lay it out, Julie, and I don't know why, why do you find that people like, we should know that we should train. Like It's not that that hard. It's not that hard. What is the barrier? Do you think for people to get this into place?
2: That's a great question. Uh, Maybe not prioritizing it. Mm -hmm. Um, not thinking about it, or thinking like I shouldn't need help with that, right? Um, I think is a common belief too. Um, and then also like with ultra running, there are so many different variables that can go wrong, right? So if you puke on the side of the trail,
1: be proud be of that because yeah. of elevation, <laughs> and not
2: because of your fueling, right? Right? Like, yeah. People people oftentimes maybe just don't attribute the situation to their
0: nutrition. So um, yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, I think so. Um, Julie, for you as a, as a, as a registered dietitian and nutritionist, what, what is the trend, the fueling trend that drives you crazy when it comes to the ultra world? Do you just like going, Oh, don't do that. Besides rice balls. (laughs) I only eat sweet potatoes. (laughs) Right?
2: Keto. Uh, high fat, low carb. That it, drives me nuts.
0: It, well, what is it about keto that you really think is maybe not all it's cracked up to be?
2: Well, it's it's telling people to eat on a daily basis fifty grams of carb or less, and that is significantly lower than what an ultra runner that's training for an ultra race should be eating. Yeah, we're talking sixty. Um, we're
0: talking sixty grams an hour. We talked about earlier and you're saying 50 grams a day. Yeah. Those numbers really don't add up.
2: Yeah. It's um, it sets a person up for nutrition deficiencies. It sets a person up for uh, major fueling problems. It sets a person up for possibly more injuries. Um, Recovery doesn't go as well. Um, Yeah. So I, that is one that I I definitely struggle with. And there's, you know, there's some really like, awesome runners out there that, that do keto and have done right. keto and it works and race for them, really well for them. And, but, but what's oftentimes not spoken about is that they fuel with carbohydrate in a significant amount when they're racing. So, um, I think that, that like, we have this belief, like, oh, we shouldn't, you know, some people think, oh, we shouldn't need carbohydrates to, right. to, to run. And really your body does, um, does need it even if you are follow, following a, a keto diet but it's not one that i encourage people to go down the path
0: uh, a friend of mine annie weiss has a great shirt that says i'm a carby girl on it. <laughs> i need that shirt because <laughs> <laughs> you're right i mean it it's one of those things where it's it's trendy and it works for some people but you're right they don't talk about that they don't talk about how when they're racing their car fu- they're fueling with carbs they leave that part out it's like well you know i don't i, I, I have keto I'm, I'm i'm constantly in ketosis no you're not but yet they're racing um w- with with those carbs how can people get a hold of you you're you're on instagram you know you, you, you do offer these services how can people if they're deciding you know yeah. what i want julie to solve this problem for me
2: yes talk with me i would love to have a conversation with you if you're struggling with fueling the main place to find me right now is on instagram so i'm at ultra dot runner dot nutrition. Um, So at ultra runner nutrition, and you can communicate with me. You can send me a direct message or I have a little link on there where you can apply. It's like a quick little five minute uh, questionnaire that you fill. out, And then you um, click a link to schedule a 20 minute call with me. Mm -hmm. And we can talk about whether my program, I offer a six week program where I help people overcome their fueling issues so they can perform their best and uh, if, if it's the right fit for that person, then we'll sign them
0: on. All right. So we learned some things today. I would definitely say that this podcast was oh, eye-opening yeah. when it comes to nutrition. If you're leaving people with, let's just say people zoned out for the last 45 minutes and are like, I heard, like heard, like heard six. I heard eggs and I heard silver singles. singles so they <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. What, what, what parting shot, if you could give just one little piece of advice that you're that you think could really change people's life when it comes to running and nutrition, just one little piece that they could just change tomorrow when they're when they're when when they're going out for their run. What would that piece be that could get them on the road to better nutrition? Ooh. Ooh, yeah, I, I didn't know, ask I you jeff i, I didn't ask right? you oh i asked julie she's I, an expert I, you're just a you're just a guy drinking just my bourbon i want
2: to know what jeff was gonna say let let fine. we'll start let with re- jeff and then let let we'll respond. go with julie
0: do you want to start first i have one word okay eat okay good good he didn't steal yours did he julie
2: i mean it, uh in the general sense um yeah it's fuel <laughs> and don't be afraid to fuel
0: don't be afraid. <laughs> try those try those gels. You know, make it work for you. Julie, this has been eye opening. Thank you for spending some time with us this evening and giving people some options and some things to think about and some things to try. And hopefully you've it, helped to point people in the right direction to to solve definitely. this. Definitely. If,
1: if you have never worked with a nutritionist, a dietitian, I encourage you to do so. You may see some gains that would be shocking to you. Really? I'm serious interesting try it
0: you've just been endorsed by jeff Jeff. stafford
2: (laughs) yeah thank you i really appreciate that thank you ryan thank you jeff this has been really fun
0: thank you so much julie all right jeff so did you learn something today lots what did you learn other than well, the fact that you'll never eat eggs, <laughs> don't eat rice balls with eggs that have been sitting out in the sun all day. Got it. Got it. I learned you had you paid money um, to a nutritionist at some point. Never told me about it. I did. I did. <laughs> what and else it's, are you hiding and
1: from me? It's, I'm telling you, it's it's quite eye opening. They, I don't want to say they scold you into eating properly, but it's it's um, it's worth a try. Do it do
0: it for 6 months and you might be amazed. Yeah, you're no longer doing it though. I just want to point out that how many brands no, you have? No, because for me
1: you, you know it it all comes down to the is the juice worth the squeeze type right. thing and right. you're like okay for for me personally like I said it was like 10 to 12% improvement I'm like uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I could continue to do this, yeah. But I didn't. Poor Jeff who comes over here for dinner. If you're going to eat over here, you're not going to handle Listen, your for dinner, meals. Listen, for dinner tonight, I had a slice of pizza and two brownies <laughs> and a,
0: a bourbon or two. So I don't know how where that falls in the nutrition range, but, you know, it it's worked. It's the bourbon you bought me, by the way. Right. What I want to point that out there. So I hope you, you, again, these episodes about having your best year of running, knowing that everybody's an experiment of one, I hope you got one thing out of this podcast that hopefully illuminated some issues and maybe shed some oh, yeah. light on the mystery of nutrition and getting over that that hump of you know bonking and training exactly and train with it that's so important thank you so much for listening to the adventure jogger new episode coming next week you can go to the dot for back episodes there's even gear on there adventure jogger joggers they are comfortable go check them out